What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, beautiful, fantastic day. You know, I always want you to be having a good time, especially when you tune into this podcast. Welcome to Abba's Girls Podcast, where we have some Christian tools for the father's daughter. So hopefully you are the father's daughter or son, of course. And here you'll get some tools, some resources and some specifically some talk just for you. I am your host, Breanne. Um, I am doing a lot. I do a lot and I love even harder on top of all of those things. So know that I do this for you. I want you to go follow us on all of our social media. Um, visit our website, www.abbasgirls.net. That's www.abbasgirls.net and get connected. Join our community so that you can get updates about the amazing things God is doing through to and for all of us. All right. So today um, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that's been on my heart for a while. And I guess like being a communication girl, it matters more to me. So I don't talk about it as much, but it because I, I don't want to bore you guys, <laughs> but it does matter a lot. Um, I just feel like there's so many voices and in the world, in our ear, in our influence. And so what I want to talk to and focus on this week is the loud wrong voice. So as I said, like there's a lot of voices, like there's a lot of voices saying stuff, meaning stuff, representing a lot and representing a lot more than what they live. There's a lot of people out here with some big talk um, that don't live up to to that talk. Right. Um, They take many forms like voices are everywhere in the form of status updates, tweets, advertisements, comments, captions, text messages, blogs and a host of other streams to communicate, you know, opinion, expression and perspectives like literally from around the world. Like that is one thing that the World Wide Web has given us, has given us a closer more connected world. Um, and if that's not enough of the, as far as getting a variety of voices, you also get a zillion times the message because that one voice could be spewing out a lot of different messages. Um, we also have that power and capability as well. So not only are there numerous communications, but you have numerous communications on a host and variety of things. So this can be a blessing, but it also can be a danger. So I'm pretty sure there's something like, I'm pretty sure there's like not anything you can't Google. Like I'm pretty sure if you think about a topic or you want to research something, you can Google it and get some sort of feedback on what to do, how to do, or more information about that thing. But the one thing that I want you to take away from this is if you don't take anything away is that the loud voice doesn't make it right and the soft spoken voice doesn't make it wrong. I'm going to repeat that. The loud voice doesn't make it right and the soft spoken voice doesn't make it wrong. Um, I think that's so imperative in a world of social media and likes and tweets and comments and retweets that we are more apt to follow the thing that's viral or follow the person that has all of the followers or all of the people, you know, commenting or engaging with their content. But again, just because it's loud, just because it has a lot of followers, a lot of interest does not make it right, does not make it valid, um, does not make it credible. And it definitely doesn't make it right. All right. Um, I think personally, as compared to, you know, thinking about the loud voices in the world and thinking about God's voice, like in this season I'm in personally, like right now, like I don't really want the hoopla. Like I don't want to be 
preached it. I don't want to be fussed at. I don't want the hoopla of your cliche making me feel good or your encouraging inspirational posts. And that's probably why I have not been posting as much because just give me Jesus like right here. Um, I don't want like all of the antics. Um, I don't want all of the extra. I simply just want the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Like, I don't know if this is like a place of this season or if this is like a renewing of my mind or where I'm shifting to this place. But either way, I literally just want the quietness and the preciousness of his presence along with the gentleness of his spirit. I don't really want anything else. I don't want anybody telling me what God said. I don't want what other people think God said because they don't read their word. Like I literally have just been hungry after the word and God's presence. I've been in a very worshipful place and that has afforded me dividends beyond what I could even imagine. Um, that level of closeness and intimacy, um, I have, I, I crave it, I want it, and I, and I just love Jesus and I want more of him in that way. So because there are so many voices that are loud, sometimes they're meaningless, sometimes they're ineffective, sometimes they're they're powerless and, and honestly just plain wrong about what they're sharing. Um, they are sometimes like loudest at screaming at your inadequacies. You know, I, I could say that, you know, we could package Facebook as a voice and Instagram as a voice and Twitter as a voice and Pinterest as a voice and um, Tumblr as a voice and all of these social platforms and not just social platforms, but even the web at, at large. And then you can get outside of that and you can say your supervisors, your the people in authority over you, your bosses, uh, the people you look up to, your mentors, your advisors, all of these voices. Um, then you got advertising people who are trying to sell you on on an idea or on a product or whatever else like they normally scream at your inadequacies like they are screaming at the things that you should be doing, the things that you're not doing enough of, the things that you should be doing more of, the things that you need in your life because there's this gap and this gap needs to be filled. Like and I thought about the power of screaming loud at my inadequacies or screaming loud at the things I need that I don't have like that is so much negativity in one day. Like, isn't it amazing how you can hear so much negativity in a day as opposed to positivity? Like I begin to think about how much you can intake that and how much you can conceptualize that. And I really believe that like you can really end up being your greatest enemy, not because all these voices are in the world and they seem impossible to get away from, but because you have not renewed your mind or cleansed your space or cleansed your ear from the things that are tainting your view of yourself. Like I begin to think about um, my music like the past week and a half, I've been just playing pure worship music. And sometimes even if it wasn't the right worship song or if it wasn't like the right, hmm, the right lyrics, you know, I would change or dislike or, you know, go away from that song. Like, for instance, there is a um, it's a worship song I grew up listening to and I had to do away with it. And the reason why is because I love it. It's the, the words of the song says, um. God hasn't failed me yet. Great is your faithfulness. And that yet just really bothered me. Like, what do you mean God hasn't failed me yet? Like that, that's almost like setting up an expectation, waiting on pins and needles for God to fail you. And I'm like, I don't expect God to ever fail me. He's in, he's incapable of failing me. So why would I be singing out to him in worship and in honor with that? 
sliver of doubt in there. I didn't like that. So I had to do away with that song. And I began checking like my Pandora stations. I began checking my YouTube history because you can go back and see what you've been listening to, what you've been intaking and all of this negativity. And so, again, I know it's not easy and definitely not popular, but sometimes you got to put that phone down and stop scrolling. Sometimes you got to get off the phone with that homegirl or you got to cut that cut that gossip and lunch date short. Like it's very easy to get caught up in what's not right and who's to blame and all of the problems and issues of the world and all of the quote unquote unfix unfixable things because it's easy because it's prevalent. It's easy to turn on the news and see all of the issues, all of the problems. And I'm not saying that we as believers should turn our ear cold to them. And I'm not saying we should turn away from them or we should, you know, nullify ourselves. Not at all. We should always have a heart of grace and compassion for people and uh, for God's heart, which is people. But at the same time, for the health of our own soul and our own mind and walking this life out, I don't think that we should be feeding our minds that. I don't think we should be constantly and continually feeding our minds that. As I've been in this sensitive place, um, I've noticed some things begin to bother me that, that once it didn't, for instance, I used to, um, and I say used to, because I've had to like, you know, put parameters so that I don't anymore, but I used to scroll past like fighting videos. And I noticed that used to like vex my spirit so much. I never understood how people could just sit and watch a fight video. Now this is coming from a girl that used to want a box. Like I used to, I used to like run around the house with my sports route thinking I was Layla Ali. But and I used to fight in middle school, but and and fight with my brothers like they would hold me down and tag team me. So I have a very fighting, you know, history. I enjoy boxing in um in undergrad in college. I bought boxing here uh, as I was getting my master's. But as I've grown, I've kind of gotten away from it just because people use it so wrong. And that's the same way I think about voice like. There's nothing wrong with having voice. There's nothing wrong with having influence and there's nothing wrong with having platform. Um, but I just see it being used so illy that it, it bothers me. It hurts my heart. But it also it also made me assess my own self. Like, am I angrier? You know, am I angrier at the world? Or am I angrier at these world systems because I've in, in, been intaking all of these fight videos or because I used to, you know, watch all this boxing and all of this aggression and anger being played out like. You have to really watch how the fruit of the things that you're ingesting daily um, play out in your life. It's kind of like, you know, if you consider yourself to be lactose intolerant and you know when you're about to sit down and eat this huge bowl of ice cream that you're going to watch how that goes through your body and plays out. You know it's not going to play out good. So when you recognize that you have that outcome, you adjust your actions accordingly. And I think we could do the same in the spirit. Having these or for our spirits rather. We have to pay attention to what the loud, wrong voices are in our lives. I don't know what that looks like for you. For me, I mean, I had to watch, you know, my time on Twitter. I, I really enjoy Twitter. Like, I really like Twitter. But I had to watch my time on Twitter. I had to watch my time on social media in general versus my Bible time. Like, I had to make sure that I didn't have more time on Facebook than I had in the book. I had to make sure that I had, didn't have more time, you know, FaceTiming with my friends and laughing about memes and meaningless things than I had in prayer and in worship. So um, I think it's, it's, it's easy to become desensitized and, and, and nullified to the things of this world because you see like harm and danger and ill um, motives, ill intentions all around you. 
But I think making sure that your heart is protected and staying sensitive, you'll be easy. It'll be easy for you to identify who and where those loud, wrong voices are in your life. And the, the important part about them being loud is that if they are being loud, you can't hear anything else. Right. Like if you think about somebody in a room, if you're in a room full of people, you're talking to somebody and there's somebody screaming. Normally it interrupts your conversation and causes your attention to divert from what you're focused on because it's loud. It draws attention and it draws focus. And so if you have your attention or your focus away from the thing that you're supposed to be on, now you're distracted. Now you're off focus, of course, and you're ingesting and consuming something that you were that was not designed for you. If you're in a public venue and somebody screaming loud in danger or harm like unless you are a mandated reporter a firefighter or a police officer that's not a situation you were even designed to handle so again you know looking at these things spiritually so like we have to be more mindful about the things that we um give our attention to because they matter um, I think it'll forever and always be a fight to stay focused. First of all, let me just say that like in a world where there's a lot of loud or wrong voices, like you have to stay focused on the one you trust most. And that's God's himself. Sometimes, especially in your head, like you can be the loud or wrong voice, right? Like I've talked about all of these external things, but sometimes you can be your own loud, wrong voice, which is why you have to renew your mind and separate, you know, what you feel um, the spirit of God saying to you and what you know um, and what you know you actually desire. And so um, for the rest of this podcast, I just want to give you a couple of tips on how to hear God. Like I think it's I think we live in a world like where a lot of people want to hear God, like they want to hear the audible voice of God. And um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I've read and listened to a lot of like videos and different things on how people um, hear God or have had experience hearing God, I think that the best thing to do when you're trying to hear God and separate, you know, you from him in your own mind, I think it's clear to just write down what you want. Like it's clear to you that what you want, right? Like it's very clear. Like, you know, if you're, you know, facing a decision, um, and decision is like left or right. It's no in between. It's no gray. Like I'm pretty sure like, you know, well what you want. Right. So I just write it down and I get it out of my head. I get it off of me. Um, so that um, I know what it is that I want and that if God, the next voice concerning that should be God's. Now, this is this is the interesting thing. Like, I don't think we put hearing God in holistic picture. Like hearing God is not just one of those like random rub a genie in a bottle, turn a psychic hand and boom, you hear God. No, like God is spirit, right? Like God, there, you have to have relationship with God. And there are other components that I believe assist in you being in a position to hear from him. And this is what I mean. What's your prayer life like? Like how often do you spend talking to him? How often do you spend in his presence? How often do you spend giving him space to speak where you're not in prayer asking or laying down burdens or lifting up things that you want or being in faith? Like how often do you give him space to just speak, Lord? I I think I love that about, I believe it was Samuel in the Bible who talks, who, you know, who Eli instructed him and just said, ask, just say, speak. 
And I was dating this guy one time. He did the same thing. I thought it was really cool. He says, anytime that I really can't sleep or I feel certain in my spirit, I just say speak and I wait. It's just like any other conversation you would have. Like you're not going to talk the whole time and expecting them to speak over you. Like Holy Spirit is such a gentleman. And I think that we don't give him enough credit for being the gentleman that he is, that he is going to wait his turn. Right. Another thing I think that's interesting and that's integral for hearing God is knowing about his voice. Like a lot of people don't know that they're hearing God because they don't know what to listen for. And I feel like God. No, I know that God is not going to tell you anything that goes against his word. Right. So if you get your face in, in his word and listen to where he's already spoken, you will be more apt to identify what is his voice and what is his leading and what agrees with your spirit, as opposed to just hoping that there's this thing that's going to this voice is going to ascend from heaven and this deep, you know, Morgan Freeman tone to give you direction and counsel on your life. Like, no, like. If you spend time in his word, you will know more about God's character, about God's operation, about God's thinking and thought processes toward who you are and what he wants from you. And I even know that as you continue to walk out your journey, like those instructions will be made more plain and made more specific in my reading um, my Bible time, I was studying Moses on Mount Sinai. And, you know, I always wonder, like, you know, after Moses got off the mountain, why he had so much crap to deal with from the people. First of all, I was really intrigued. This is a total sidebar, by the way. I was really intrigued by Aaron. Like, Aaron, how did you just flip, like, switch up? Like, you were with Moses when you, when y'all had to go to Pharaoh. Like, you spoke. So how is it that these other voices were so quickly able to just persuade you against God? And then you went in and molded the calf. Like, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I think I was in Exodus 19. Um, and then it goes all the way into like the 32nd or 33rd chapter. Um, but anyway, it just kind of blew my mind that Moses was like, a. I mean, I'm sorry, that Aaron was just like a leader that switched up. But back to Moses anyway. Um, I thought it was interesting. Something that stood out to me is that Moses sat on the mountain with God for um, it said 40 days and 40 nights. And I was like, dang, like Moses got really clear instructions you know, like, of course he succeeded because he knew exactly the plan of God. And I thought about that and I was like, well, why don't we get clear instructions like that? Like, why don't we get, you know, that downpour of just step by step one A, one B, one C, two, two A, two B. Like, you know, why is it not that clear? But then I thought about that and I was like, Moses set for over a month, you know, in the presence of God, like nonstop so long that the people thought that that they had forsaken him. So like I began to assess myself, like how long do I just sit in the presence of God and allow him to speak? I'm sure he wants to download, but we don't have time. You know, we got this to do and we got that to do. So I think that spending time in the word will give you um, an expectation of how God will lead you. Another thing that I tell people when they ask about hearing God that this work for me, um, again, you, I don't know, you know, who all you listen to about this or what all you feel, but I do know that, um, for me, it has worked wonderfully. If I felt like, 
you know, because first of all, let's say this, like there's a lot of things going on where you're trying to hear God. If you're in the middle of trying to make a, a decision or a wise decision and you don't know which way to go, you're a little torn, you know what I'm saying? And then you feel like you hear this answer from God, but then you're not really sure because you got all of these voices of doubt, fear, worry. You have to cancel all of those out. Like all of that has to get out of the way and you have to like treat your mind like a clean slate and say, OK, God, I am opening the canvas for you to paint and what you paint is what's going to be. That's it. And that's all I, I know. Because you have to understand that God knows the factors of your situation. You don't have to explain to God, God, I got this deadline or God, I need this and this and this, but I need this to work out. So this works out and I need that. You don't have to explain it. God knows what you have need of before you even ask. And you have to trust that. So you have to get all of that other stuff, all that anxiety, all that doubt, all that worry, all that fear. And even the fear that he's not going to answer or that you're not going to make the right decision. You have to get all of that off the slate of your mind, off the slate of your heart, because where your faith is that is where it's going to produce but we're going to talk about that in a second anyway so this is something that works for me if I'm in this position I've cleared the slate of my mind I've gotten rid of all my worries fears doubts etc then I say okay God spoke and this is what I believe he said first you got to write it down because you're going to have a weak mind or you're going to have a strong mind your strong mind is when God first first speak you're in full faith and full expectation and as you try to walk that thing out you may get weary you know or you know um distracted along the way so that's why you have to have that sucker right written down so you can go back to be like nope in my strong mind this is what i believe and i'm gonna stay with what i believe but if you write that thing down and you you come across a weak moment and you say okay i'm not really sure that this was god the thing I love about God is that you can chase that answer back to the word. Like you have a reassurance that you can go back to the word and you can say, okay, all right. So I should be able to trace the fruit of this um, decision to harvest, which means that this, the outcome of this decision should push me toward good, not of evil, because the Bible says, I know the plans that I have towards you thoughts of good, not of evil to bring you hope and a future. So this should contribute to my future. It should contribute to my purpose. It should contribute to, you know, a beautiful outcome. It should represent the fruit of the spirit. You know, it should produce, you know, I should be better because of having made this decision. Now, the thing about being in faith is faith decisions specifically is that, you know, you may not always be able to see the outcome of the decision. You may not be able to walk the steps of the decision out or the outcome. You may not know that other side, but that's where you have to allow faith to rule the decision. And you have to trust that what God said is what God said. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. So if you are still and know that he is God, then you'll trust, you know, that decision. So, um, again, I, I like that you can always trust it back to the word. You can trust you can I'm sorry, trace it back to the word. You can trace his promises back to um, and support it with scripture. And if you can do that, you know that that's God. And this is how I always rest in this. I know that the, the enemy, the devil's not going to whisper anything to me. He's not going to say anything to me that's for my good, that's for my benefit. It's always going to be stealing, killing, and destroying. It's going to be taken away from me. It's going to be um, belittling me. It's going to undercut me. I'm going to come out at a greater loss behind it because he's trying to steal. He's trying to take away. He's trying to destroy something that I want, something that I desire, something that I might have to sacrifice that's not of God. So I always rest in knowing what will this decision produce or what will this crossroad or what will this place produce? And if it is not of the kingdom 
of God. It is dark. It is it is shadowy. It's confusing. It's hazy. It's unclear. And it's all of those things. God is not the God of confusion. So you don't have to worry about that either. Another thing that, that comes to mind when thinking about hearing God, um, I hope that I haven't overloaded you, but um, I just kind of want to give it all to you because I feel like, you know, I don't not sure which of these uh, tools that you want to use. So I got to give you the whole tool set and you can, you know, use them as you please. Another thing that comes to mind when um, hearing God and wanting to hear God, making sure that you're hearing God, making decisions is the faith component. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we know that, you know, there is an aspect of faith and trust, especially, uh, you know, when you're trying to make decisions when and I'm saying making decisions is really on anything. You know, anytime you hear God, you have to trust that he said what he said. The Bible says that you lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him so that he can direct your paths. Um, And I'm just speaking specifically to decisions because that is (laughs) we have to make a lot of decisions as adults, um, as teenagers, as women like we constantly vexed with decisions and we can't get away from a life without decisions unless we hire people to make decisions for us. But even then you have to be in prayer about the decision, the person that you're going to put in power over your decisions, like decisions really truly run our world. So it's important that we hear God about the decisions that we make. Um, and anything that we do in our life, I think prayer really boils down to a lot of decisions. You know, are you going to believe God? Are you going to trust what he said? Are you commanding in faith? Are you deciding to stay and remain in faith? Are you deciding um, that you're going to trust God's path of deliverance or freedom or God's outcome on the matter? So, again, when you're um, delving into um, hearing God, that's another thing. And the last thing, well, not the last thing, but another thing that I've always done when I'm not sure if I've heard God is I always run it by somebody. Now I'm not just running it by anybody. Let's get this, this clear. Um, I have mentors in my life and I have an accountability partner, um, that are praying with and for me on various matters. So if I'm just really perplexed, um, and don't know what to do and not sure or need, you know, encouragement and strength to do what I know God has said for me to do. Then I run it by somebody. I invite somebody in to that situation or into that, you know, intimate space. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst, you know, and that by the, um, by the word of two or three or more witnesses, let every word be established. So I want those words. I want God's word to be established in my life. So I then, you know, invite somebody in. And I think we really do struggle in the Christian community right through here with vulnerability, but I don't think we have to. I think that we find trusted individuals um, to do life with, to, to unveil some of the um, not so beautiful sides of us or the raw, authentic, open sides of us. And I think that is where the unity that Christ talks about that we can really move into. Um, So again, If you are struggling with hearing God, I would admonish you to spend time in prayer. Um, And then, oh, my favorite, a good old fast. Nothing like a good old fast will help you to hear God. Fasting is so 
so, 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 so critical to the health of your spiritual well-being, but also to hearing God. Because when you decide to silence all the other voices in the world, when you decide to silence all the other voices in your world and really get proximate to God to saying, okay, I'm not listening to what Facebook says I'm supposed to do with my relationship. And I'm not listening to the Twitter, um, the Twitter spectators or the Twitter experts. And I'm not going on Reddit to see how to whatever. I'm not channeling you. YouTube, I am simply listening to and for the voice of the Lord in my life that I think that that place of fasting. Oh, my God. So powerful. So, so, so powerful. If you commit to it and, you know, you have to do what you can do um, with where you are. I'm not saying that you should shoot yourself short. But at the same time, that was kind of tough to say. But at the same time, I think that, you know, fasting should be a sacrifice so whatever it is to the extent of the sacrifice that you can do, not so much that you're glorifying or focused on the sacrifice, but to the fact that you can, you know, um, remove and replace and be better for it. I have a podcast on fasting and a couple of YouTube videos right now. Our YouTube channel is under Girl Stop. So just um, YouTube search G.I.R.L space s-t-o-p and girl stop will pull up but i also have some podcasts and i probably it's probably time for me to do another podcast on that as well but anyway i want you to be able to hear god clearly for your life i think there's no greater joy than being in a in a conversational relationship with holy spirit and knowing that he has your back and he's leading and guiding you every step of the way and he's keeping you from danger and he's helping you to avoid hurts um and and failures and that you can walk this life out with him i think that's the beauty of the journey with jesus so i hope that you know today you took away some tips from hearing um from hearing from god and also canceling the power and the loudness of all of those wrong voices. Now, let me insert this really quickly. You have to decide what are the wrong voices for you. And that's why I talked about kind of self-monitoring the fruit that those voices produce in your life. Sometimes we don't recognize the power, you know, of the wrong voices until we remove them and our lives are better for them. Um, sometimes allow wrong voices, as I mentioned, can be friends, can be family, can be social media, can be a lot of other things. Um, but I do want um, you to be tuned into, connected with and following the voice of Holy Spirit. The Bible says that my sheep know my voice and they follow me. So. Are you following him? What voices are you following? What influences are you following? And if not, it's not and it never will be too late to start following him. So I love you guys. I hope that you got something from today. If there's anything you want to know more about, send me a voice message, DM, email. Just contact me and let's talk about it. But until next time, guys, I love you so much. Peace, love and hair grease.